Now back to the Pete McMurray Show. Many Waco residents had never heard of the Branch Davidians before today. How many gunshots did you hear? It was quite a few. You know, couldn't really say how many it was, but he knew it was something that wasn't normal. Despite the tragedy, Xander says he doesn't mind having the cult members as neighbors. If they mind their own business, we mind our own. They got a right to be there, too. It's been 30 years since the Waco siege at the compound that belonged to the religious cult Branch Davidians. Is this ringing a bell with you, Lisa? 30 years. Yes. Headed by David Koresh, Stephen Talty has a new book out called Koresh, The True Story of David Koresh and the Tragedy at Waco. And Stephen joins us now. Stephen, thanks for your time. Great to be here. You know, I was wondering why all these TV shows were hitting on Netflix and Showtime. We've hit the 30th anniversary. We sure have. Yeah. And, you know, Koresh and Waco have only kind of grown in in importance in America, I think. They've become symbols of something when... Back then, it was just kind of this mysterious incident. David Koresh, he was crazy and just a bad guy, right? Um, let me start at the beginning. He was actually, he in the beginning, he did try to walk the walk. When he was a young man in his 20s, he really did try to be a Christian. He tried to help drug addicts. He counseled his followers. But, uh, you know, as, as time went on and he got these really devoted followers, his childhood injuries, I would call them, because he had, he's a guy with a big ego and he had never been treated well by those who raised him, especially the men. His father abandoned him. His stepfather beat him. He was sexually abused. So he was really trying to make up for that injury, you know, to his narcissism. And when he got full power, he, he just kind of ran riot. Power changes people, doesn't it? It sure does. But also, I think looking back at this incident, we see a lot of what the FBI did wrong in approaching the compound, in dealing with the the members and in dealing with Koresh. Do you feel that that is a true you know, statement looking back that they really could have done this better to avoid a lot of deaths? Oh, absolutely. You know, even though I feel David initiated the siege and sort of almost welcomed it in a certain way because he wanted the apocalypse to happen. You know, the ATF who conducted the initial raid and then the FBI who conducted the siege did a lot of things really wrong. And people died because of their sort of arrogance and incompetence. Um, They could have nabbed David off the compound. He went into Waco, into town. Um, You know, he'd go shopping, he'd go to bars, he'd go to music stores. So he was there. So there was really no need to mount this huge uh, raid that turned into a siege. It was just my point is that it was really incompetence and bureaucracy. It wasn't a grand conspiracy to, you know, take out this Christian sect who had a lot of guns. Definitely the FBI and ATF have their share of blame. Remind people how this all went down. Didn't the siege last? Didn't it last a few days? Oh, it lasted 51 days. 51 uh, days. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember watching on CNN You know, and I think one of the reasons that there's been so many rumors and myths about Waco is that the cameras were placed like two miles away. So you never got a sense of who was inside. You never saw the faces. You never humanized this tragedy. So it really kind of created cable news. It was the first major crisis covered by CNN. And it was a big deal back then. And it's only really kind of gotten bigger since. So on the 51st day, remind me, Tell me about, I remember the fires. There was an argument about the FBI or ATF. They didn't start the fires. Did the Branch Davidians start the fire on their own compound? 
They sure did. And the reason we know is the FBI was running the, the negotiations and they managed to insert tiny hidden microphones um, when they sent things into the compound. So they had bugs in there. So you can hear on that 51st day as the FBI was sending tanks in basically to insert tear gas into the compound to force the Davidians out. You can hear them say, bring some kerosene over here, light the fire here, keep that fire going. So we have their voices on tape showing that they, you know, initiated the fire. But what really was the incident that caused that was that the FBI had really grown tired of the siege and was expensive. And it was, you know, kind of publicly embarrassing. So they decided to go in. That just set off the whole tragedy. It was a PR nightmare for them. Now it's coming back to me. I never understood how people get brainwashed into cults. You get brainwashed slowly, Pete, by little bites. (laughs) Like people listening to this show. (laughs) (laughs) You start with with hope, right? People, you get a sense of hope from this group, a sense of community, and then slowly it morphs, right? That's, That's exactly it. I mean, a lot of these people, you had been through maybe three or four different churches. They were really seeking to be close to God. And they hadn't found what they wanted. They wanted this sort of direct personal connection with the Messiah. And David, that's what he advertised. He said, I am, you know, basically the Messiah. But then when someone says, David Koresh said that God told him to procreate with the women in the group to establish a house of David of his special people. This involved separating married couples in the group, and he was the only one that could have sexual relations with the wives. Right there, wouldn't you think, "Mm, something seems to be a little (laughs) off right now. Maybe it's time to pack up and leave. Yes, and some people did leave. Some people rejected this, said it was, you know, against the Bible. And so they did walk out and it was a, you know, it was a big crisis in faith for a lot of people on that compound. Mm. Um, if they, if they left, they really felt they were going to be doomed. So there was that fear as well as the sort of community they found within Waco. There's people alive from the Branch Davidians and you spoke to some for your book. Is that right? Yes. Hmm. And I spoke to a bunch of them. Some of them were dissidents who left years before, you know, had gotten sort of spooked by David's, you know, power moves. That's sort of the reason, like, he split up couples and said he was the only one who could have sex with people. He didn't want anyone else to be loved within that compound. He needed everything that the followers had to give. Jeez. Because, you know, he was a narcissist who, who wanted to be exalted in the same way that, that we exalt Christ or, or other religious leaders. He wanted that for himself. That's a whole lot of crazy in my book. Stephen Salty, the name of the book is called Koresh, the true story of David Koresh and the tragedy at Waco. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. More of the Pete McMurray Show next.